Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome to Wet Anchor Podcast. This episode is about healing from the pain that we've experienced and it is addressed to women. Inspired by my book, Dear Girl Child, here is a quote. Life may have thrown its punches at you, daughter of the Most High God. You may have already faced hurtful circumstances that made you to love life less. It may even seem like you're the only one who has been hurt so much. It may seem like everyone else has it all, but you have been given strength within you to endure and to come back and come out triumphant from whatever situation you face. The girl you see with a broad, infectious smile, she has found a way to deal with the hurt and decided that life was worth living. Her joy is not subject to what other people have done to her. She is not sitting in expectation for the world to give her joy. She takes her joy from the Lord. Her smile is not saying, all is perfect. No, she has faced even more bad things than you can ever imagine. But she came to a point of not allowing a situation to continue haunting her forever. She will not let people and situations dictate how she should live her life. Many girls have been violated, abused and left bleeding. Bleeding from the heart with no one to wipe off the tears from their faces. Some have been raped by people close to them, people they trusted. Some would not even have the strength to tell others. Mothers have been known to not believe their daughters at times when they tell of what has happened. Yet some mothers arise and fight for their daughters. The story of violation remains in the mind of that girl. She sees the perpetrator, she smells his sweat, and she hears his voice. But you see, She had to move away from the presence of the person who had her into the presence of God. But you see, she had to move away from the presence of the person who had her into the presence of God. For only he can wipe the tears off her face, whisper words of hope in her ears, fill her with everlasting joy and peace. You have assumed that every other girl has a perfect life. You have compared yourself with other girls and concluded that yours is not worth living. But child of God, it is your father who should determine what happens with you. Even after other people have done what is despicable in your life, God has deposited strength in you to endure and to come out of it. There is nothing much we can do about the lawlessness in society. We can only pray for God to save us from encountering them. This is a chapter in the book, Dear Girl Child. Every three hours. A woman is killed in South Africa. South Africa was ranked fourth in femicide cases worldwide in 2016 by the World Health Organization. Murder rate has increased by 117% between 2015 and 2017. It is estimated that over 40% of South African women will be raped in their lifetime. 
and that only one in nine rapes are reported. It is also estimated that 14% of perpetrators of rape are convicted in South Africa. There are, of course, some arguments against these claims. However, the big challenge in getting the correct statistics is that some rape cases are not reported. Truth is, one rape is one case too many. The violence against women is sad and a painful state. Sadly, some evil acts are done within the confines of the homes. As a believer and child of God, my first responsibility is to pray against the scourge of rape and murder of young girls and women. Secondly, to pray for healing of those that survived this violence. Thirdly, to pray for change in how men view women. Recently, there have been arguments on social media about a song that I personally view as offensive to women, degrading them to objects readily available to be taken as if they are commodities for sale. Unfortunately, some women love the song and they dance to the tune and agree to the lyrics. When a man looks at a woman as something to be taken and used for his own pleasure, the rape and murder seed is planted. When society and culture denigrates a woman to a low status, someone that needs help, is dependent and weak, men feel justified for their evil acts. Countless families are left with memories of their loved ones, their lives cut far too short. Many a woman cries herself to sleep as the vivid memory of what happened keeps playing like a movie, only with too much emotions attached to it. The pain women go through after each rape is unimaginable. Some have died because they could not cope with the pain. Some are depressed. Their character changes, their flame is put out, and they only live because there is breath in them. I have lost a dear friend, murdered allegedly by her husband. He has been charged and the case is ongoing. The pain I felt when I got that phone call pierced my heart. Worse was that she knew it was going to happen. She left and went back again. One day she told me, Pixis, this guy is going to kill me. Unfortunately, she died a few months later. She is not here to tell her story. Out there are many girls and women that are raped and abused and are alive to tell their stories. Some just choose to keep quiet about it and leave. These things do not start now. It is just getting worse. The Bible tells of a story of a young girl, the daughter of King David, King of Israel. Her name was Tamar, the sister to Absalom. She also had another brother from another mother. His name was Amnon. The Bible tells us that he lusted after Tamar. He wanted her. His passion bent for her to the point of being distressed and sick. Culturally, he was allowed to marry his sister then, as long as they did not share a mother. But Amnon did not see a wife in Tamar. He saw an object to be used. He wanted to enter her and satisfy his lust and leave her. Rape is about power. It is not love. It is not feelings, but power. A man decides in his mind that he can have her since he wants her. A woman is not given an opportunity to weigh her options and see if she wants to have sexual intercourse or not. The man wants what he wants and he will take it as he wishes. Some will then afterwards kill the woman, the ultimate subjugation of the woman. Amnon confided to his friend, the son of David's brother. His name was Jonadab. Jonadab was an evil young man. I can liken him to the one represented by the song I spoke about earlier. The man who sees women as a commodity to be used and will encourage another man to go ahead and do that evil. You need a good friend that will tell you 
how wrong your thoughts are and that you should quickly put them off your mind. Sin is conceived in the mind. As the eyes see and ears hear, the mind recalls that and conceives an act and justifies it. Then the person acts on it. Amnon allowed the thought to linger on in his mind until it consumed him and his body reacted. His countenance changed. When he told Jonadab that he loved his sister, this evil friend did not tell him to ask his father to give him Tamar for his wife. Instead, he came up with a plan on how to get her. Amnon pretended to be sick and asked David to send Tamar to make him some food. She came trusting her brother and suspecting nothing from him. Some people will make a woman feel like it was their fault because they were in that place and therefore they were exposed. Some women are raped by people they trust and therefore would not feel uncomfortable in their presence. Tamar went there and prepared bread and Amnon wanted her to feed him and sent out everyone. It is said that we have to tell a girl to wise up and be aware of the signs of trouble and that puts the burden of safety on the woman. As human beings, we should not even be on the lookout for evil from another human being in the first place. However, human beings have failed so much that we have to wise up, lock up and set up alarms all in the name of trying to shield ourselves from evil. Worse, even when you have dressed up, you still have those that will look at a little infant in diapers and see a woman fit to be penetrated. Such evil. Tamar did not suspect anything. She went with him to the room. Some women have gone into the room with him, given whatever excuse he gives, and other people will judge them just because of that. Amnon said to Tamar, Come lie with me, my sister. First Samuel 13 verse 11. Tamar answered, No. But however, Tamar further said, Where would she take her shame? This statement, why should it be her shame? Where would she take her shame? What shame? Why would the evil thoughts and actions of her brother be her shame? Girls and women have been made to feel like it was their fault, a shameful thing that has happened to them. Some men in other religions even kill their daughters even when they have been raped simply because they have lost their virginity and that is shameful to the family. When there was no one around to help her, Amnon raped her sister. The shameful thing happened to her. He satisfied himself with her body and then he hated her even more than the love he had professed for her. This is the point where a man kills a woman today. After satisfying himself, he sees a woman as worthless and not even worth living. Amnon chased Tamar out of the house and Tamar uttered words that do not make sense to me every time I read this passage of scripture. In verse 16, Tamar said, No, indeed, this evil of sending me away is worse than the other you did to me. Now, being thrown out can't be worse than rape. I cannot imagine that Tamar would have rather preferred to stay with Amnon, the same man who just raped her. Could it be that Tamar would have accepted to stay and be married with Amnon if he wanted to marry her after raping her? Some women are married to their rapists. Genesis 34 records of another story of rape, where Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, went out to be with the girls of the land. Shechem saw her and raped her. The word rape is not even captured in scripture. It is said he violated her. He raped her. That is the proper word. Then this Shechem wanted his father to get Dinah to be his wife. Dinah's brothers would not have it. 
They made a plan, got the men of the land circumcised, and when they were in pain, they slaughtered them all. On the other side, Tamar thought it was shameful to lie with her brother before marriage, break her virginity, but when he raped her, she thought it was worse for him to send her away, worse than the rape. Allow me to say this, rape is never your fault. It is not your shame. Sexual intercourse is something to be enjoyed by two people who are in agreement about it. Anything else is a power issue. It is evil. Come to think about it, the rapist think he is more powerful than you, and therefore he overpowers you, yet he has failed to do a simple thing as proposing and putting his case forward. In verse 19, Then Tamar put ashes on her head and tore her robe of many colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went away crying bitterly. That was painful. Tamar, the daughter of a king, well dressed in her robe, not showing any cleavage or thighs or palms, she was violated. She tore the hair robe and lay on the floor and wept bitterly. I don't think the rapist ever fathomed the pain of rape. If they do, is it their joy? If it is, it is pure evil. And the brother of Tamar, Absalom, responded as some mothers and family members do. He said to Tamar, But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. Hold your peace. He is your brother. What's him being her brother got to do with him raping her? Is it because he is the brother does that make it okay? Do not take this to heart, Tamar. It's not a big deal. Don't stress about it. Don't cry about it. It is nothing. He is your brother. He is your uncle. He is your father and he's a breadwinner in the house. He is your boss and you will lose your job. All of these people, they think because of their positions, then it should be okay that whatever the evil they've done to you, it should be a small thing. Basically, society does not allow the woman to process her pain and begin the process of healing. Instead, they want her to hide it under the rug and pretend it did not happen. No, it did happen. It is painful. It is uncalled for. And it is evil. It is despicable. Even if she had been at the wrong place, it is still wrong. Even if she was not properly dressed as society would want to dictate, it was still wrong. Men would admire and propose. Even men admire, lust after and take by force. Her pain was compounded by how her brother reacted. Even more so, how her father, the king, did nothing about the situation. Many a girl has reported a rape. And the mother has kept quiet. The father has kept quiet. Many a girl has reported rape. And the bosses have kept quiet. What's the point of reporting to the police? What happened when the perpetrator will walk scot-free? Absalom took matters into his own hands. And God Amnon killed. We are not told what happened to Tamar next. But given societal standards, she was no longer a virgin. She was unclean. Not many men would want to marry a non-virgin who had such a cloud overshadowing her. How would we move on from this? You are justified, child of God, in crying about it. You have every reason to be heard, pained, drained, and bitter. However, I want to say to you, you cannot live your life watching it float into nothingness. You have no power over the men that raped you. You cannot change what happened. You cannot afford to give him a second of your life any further. 
by focusing and dwelling in the sheets of evil. His power will continually hold you down if you sit daily thinking and remembering what happened to you. Remembering that does not erase the experience. You must at some point draw a line in the sand and decide to move on. Staying there will not help you, but it will hurt you even further. Decide to move on. Report the case. Push for justice, but don't stay in that event. It has happened, but it has to pass. Only God can heal the pain. Go to the Father. Tell him about how painful it is. Tell him the pain that you feel inside. Pray about it. Let God heal you. Dear girl child, don't look at yourself and think you will not survive. When you do that, you are not trusting God's ability in you. Don't look at your own flesh to survive because it is temporary. Let the spirit rise within and be aligned with God and remain steadfast in your faith even through the season of difficulty. Some people may think that being strong means they must not even cry. Just read the Psalms and you will realize just how David and the other psalmists cried out to the Lord. When you cry out to God, you are not weak, but you are refreshing yourself in God. You acknowledge that you need him and that only he is able to take you through the situation at hand. Cry out to God. He is your father and he is able to wipe the tears off your face and restore you. The restoration may not always be to bring you back to the state you are in. There are times when I remember what people have done to me. There are people that I wonder how will I react if I see them again. At times I think it will be better if they were dead. But God has no victory in death, for the dead have no second chances. Going back again to what happened is like opening the scar tissue and watching blood come out and the pain starting all over again. I take comfort in the words of Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Luke chapter 23 verse 34. Your healing starts at the point where you forgive those that hurt you. Your healing starts at the point where you speak to God about it, where you pour out your heart to the Father, where you tell him how it hurts. And the Lord is closer, even closer, to those that are brokenhearted. I pray for a time and a season, and I pray for a, an earth that is full of people that love one another. I pray for a time where a girl will be safe in the streets. I pray for a time where a girl will be safe in the home. I pray for a time where the woman will be safe in her own bedroom. I pray for a time where the boy child will look at the girl child and respect her. I pray for a time where the men will look at the woman and love and protect and cherish and take care of and not hurt. I pray that God will restore love in our hearts, each and every one of us. May the Lord heal you. May the Lord take away the pain. May the Lord rebuild you and may you flourish, child of God. I know it hurt, but may God heal you and you will be healed. The Lord be with you. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.